Hello and welcome back to the Checkpoint Reach podcast. I'm your host Luke Eldon. Today I'm joined by Perks and Sud, but also we're delighted to have our special guest, Fishy. How you doing, mate? Hi, yeah. Hi, everybody. Hey. How goes it? How's it going? <laughs> yeah, no. Openings to podcasts will never not make me nervous. So, you know, <laughs> apologies for that one. You know, it goes. Yeah, yeah um, don't worry. Same here. work. Yeah. yeah, it's the same here. Trying to nail them, you know, doesn't always go well, but. I think we did all right there. <laughs> yeah, we did, we did okay. <laughs> My self-awareness derailed it a bit, but that kind of made it perfect. Spot on. <laughs> nah, I but yeah, no, fine. thanks for having me. Yeah, we're delighted yeah. to have you, mate. And um, I, So basically, I stumbled across your YouTube channel through the Mass Effect video. A lovely five-hour... Mass Effect video. <laughs> yeah. It took me a month to make that thing, you know. Wow. <laughs> I'm from recording no. to editing so. and script writing and obviously i had other projects that i was working on smaller things mm-hmm. that i'd put out in between and streams and all altogether it took me a month from start to finish to get that video up and i'm i'm quite glad that it's doing okay now it just passed 30 odd thousand views and yeah can't yeah. complain it deserves the views mate i i watched it in yeah. three installments <laughs> i got yeah. through it I think that was I think that was the intent of the uh, the bookmarking though. To be fair, yeah. watch it in installments. Don't watch it all at once. Um, <laughs> yeah. I well, watched it all um... at once, <laughs> yeah. several Perfect. times. Well, we'll put a Had link to. in the description below as well, so everyone go check that out. It's a really good video, and especially if you like Mass Effect. And uh, oh yeah, that's actually one of the first topics we want to jump into. It's the Obviously, the rumors. Well, is it rumors or is it confirmed yet? That massive. I don't think it's confirmed because nothing's no. confirmed until somebody official says something. In yeah. my opinion, um, but there are certain rumors about a, a Mass Effect trilogy remaster. If that's where mm. you were going with that, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know too much about it. I just know that um, a couple of people have said that they they know that that's the thing that's happening, and I don't know to to what sort of credibility these people are speaking with. But it is fascinating when an art, like an art, an outlet that's, you know, I guess trusted by a lot of people comes out and says, well, this is happening. Um, and then pe- other people saying it might not be announced at EA Play, which it wasn't, um, mm. but it, but it's happening and stuff like that. So I don't know what to think about it, but I'd like a Mass Effect re- trilogy remaster, believe me. Uh, yeah, be I think we all would, wouldn't we? <laughs> Big fans. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. with the, uh, with the rumours, to be fair, I've seen a lot of prominent YouTubers talking about it as if they kind of know it's real. Yeah. And it's just man. not been announced yet. Because, um, I mean, all the rumours point to a holiday release and uh, 2020 release, so yeah, that's what they're saying. So, um, I mean, and, uh, obviously N7 Day as well would be a, when would probably be a good... Uh, when is N7 Day? November 7th. November so, 7th. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. How so did I not put that together? It's like May the 4th. <laughs> I know, it's effect. like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, it would make sense because um, you're talking like around that period as well if they want like the holiday sales and stuff like that. So yeah, trying to get people to buy it as well. So I, I, I uh, it's not confirmed, but I'd be very shocked if we don't see it now. To be yeah, this year I think it makes sense. Yeah, I think I'd, it's I'd one of those games. It. it definitely deserves the remaster treatment. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly the biggest fan of, of remasters or, or rehashes of games, but in terms of trilogies that have earned it and and have absolutely yeah. nailed what they've they've brought to the table so far, I'm I'm ready for it, and I'd, I'd definitely play them all through again. I'd mm. definitely spend sixty hours plus on each one doing miscellaneous things that are of no relevance, but <laughs> that's what I want. That's 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 the joy of Mass Effect, though. You nothing has nothing has to be relevant. You just want to do it. It's just how it goes. 
Um, no, I'd quite, I'd quite happily play through the Mass Effect games on a whim. I think I've proven that um, <laughs> yeah. because it was because that video was just a massive excuse to replay the Mass Effect games above all else. Um, but also, uh, I feel like it. I feel like though Mass Effect two and three haven't aged particularly poorly. Um, Mass Effect one is in desperate need of at least some form of um, revamp and some form mm. of up, like upgrade. Visually speaking, um, obviously they can't do much about the engine in a remaster. That'll probably be mostly the same. But I think on the visual front, there's a lot of things that they can do with the first Mass Effect game. And I think if they're going to do that, then they'll probably want to bring the, um, the other two Mass Effect games up to some form of speed as well. So with the new generation coming, of course, as well, um, this is this is. A bit of an awkward time for a remaster, I will be honest. But if they wait until the next generation and then drop it as like a launch thing for that, or if it's like cross generation, we'll be able to see it in you know all its glory, I guess. Uh, so I, I think my point here is though Mass Effect two and three don't necessarily need a remaster. It's the kind of game that if they remastered it, it would just be worth playing again. It would just be fantastic. So I do yeah, look forward absolutely. to any any think, potential um, announcement with that. I think with the first game, I think the main issue a lot of people... I, see, I know obviously you'd want a visual improvement stuff like that, it goes out same, but it's the combat, isn't it, in the first one? I think a lot of people would want to see some improvements. Whether they can do it or not, I don't know. Whether Because you're talking if they... Is that going to be more of a remake then? Rather than a remaster? I don't know, to, you, like, can, you can change the some. There are some, yeah. there are some remasters where they do sort of... They do sort of alter some of the mechanics a little bit to make oh. it a bit more playable and accessible. I think one yeah. example of a remaster where they did that in a, in, a, in a small capacity is Assassin's Creed 3. When they remastered yeah. that, they changed some of the um, the mechanics. Like now you can aim with your bow and you can then you have a weapons wheel that isn't in a pause menu that takes uh, like 10 seconds of animation to get to. It's just mm. there and then you're out again. And there's stuff like that that streamline the... Um, the experience a bit more so maybe they could do stuff like that but in my opinion mass effect one's combat isn't where it sort of falls short there are other things there are other areas that are quite difficult to fix where i think it does one of one of which is um a lot of interiors look the exact same mm-hmm. um, yeah no, that's definitely and, true I, th- and there are other things as well but the for the most part gameplay will be loose uh, every, everyone though like, like come on that, that's Mako, everyone's yeah. biggest wish mm-hmm. isn't it the mako to be, have a little bit better yeah. like, control control yeah I don't know. I, I quite liked bouncing about. <laughs> so, <laughs> that thing would go up anything. <laughs> yeah, it really. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I could literally go up anything. It was fantastic. Like I was, I landed on um, one of those planets, um, looking for the armor for Rex because I, I, I noticed this. People don't actually know the significance of getting that armor because people think that you know saving Rex towards the end of Mass Effect is purely on your Paragon or Renegade. But if you get his armor, you can just save him no matter what your Paragon or Renegade is. Yeah. And people didn't know that. People were like, that's wrong. But no, it's right because I did it. <laughs> so it, I did it to save myself a little bit of time, you know, because uh, I had to. Uh, but no, I noticed that the make when I landed on that planet, there was like over a massive like ridge and on the other side where I needed to get to. So I just drove over it and it was, I was gone. It was fantastic. <laughs> just up and down. No need to You shouldn't have been able to, but the, the game, Ah, well, they, they allowed it. The game allowed <laughs> it, so I had to do it. Yeah. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. also with, I think with the Mako driving, though, we all know that I think they could probably improve the controls, obviously, the Mako and stuff like that. But I actually, in a way, a lot of people, this is an unpopular opinion, but I actually quite liked the fact that the planets were quite sparse on the first one with the Mako. Yeah. I kind of like the fact that they were really open. I like the fact that... Um, yeah, so do I. Yeah, I, it felt like space. 
it felt like proper space to me. And it's like, mm. I think that gets lost with the second and third one a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, with the second one, yeah, gone. No, I was just going to, that's all I was going to say. I was just going to say, I think, I think that uh, aspect oh yeah. of the oh, first yeah, okay. game gets lost for the yeah. second and the third one quite a lot, actually. Yeah, no, in the second one, it comes in a DLC, the Firewalker pack, is it, where you have the M44 Hammerhead? And yeah. I, as far as downloadable content go that you're paying money for, it's, it's a dreadful DLC. Um, yeah. Because all you do is you go around scanning planets and it's not necessarily as open anyway. And I feel like that's mm. the sort of shame of it. Um Again, the M44 Hammerhead makes an appearance um, regardless in the uh, Project Overlord expansion, and mm. that's 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 pretty cool. But I think it doesn't have the same effect as the Mako, where it's like an open expanse where you can, you can explore stuff. And that's something I'll give to Andromeda to its credit. You know, you do have... You ha I forget what the fucking name of the tank is. Sorry, if the, excuse my French. I, I forget what the name <laughs> of the tank is. I, um the thing that you'd get about him because i only ever played through that game once but at least you can explore that in a more open form again um and that's something that i think is pretty cool but it yeah. didn't really have the same magic as mass effect because i wasn't too invested in that game mm. so well we didn't raise parts of andromeda in the past yeah, haven't well, we we've gone along those lines of ways of thinking we know it wasn't the, the best and i know it's it's slightly a, a different game from one two and three it's it's, it's not a numbered uh, sequel as such but it definitely right. had its moments. It it was it was terrible mm. for some people more than others with the with the visual <laughs> glitches. It, but yeah. uh, in general, it, it did have some my, it did have some magic that was just a little bit lost along the way. I to, think. To be fair, I think my biggest issue with uh, Mass Effect Andromeda is it took you two point five was it million light years away, mm -hmm. uh, or is it billion yeah. light years? I, I don't I don't know. I think it's two point five million light years away to another galaxy, and then mm -hmm. it had you chase a MacGuffin for the entire game. And I wasn't too I wasn't too keen on that sort of narrative where the entire game is just you looking for this thing. Um, mm. I forget what it was called again. It was, and then you find it about halfway through the game. But as it turns out, no, it's not it. And then that's the rest of the game. So I can't really relate to Mass Effect Andromeda on too many levels, but I can give credit where it's due. It did sort of revamp that like Mako exploration sort of aspect at the very least. And I mean, it was a bit yeah. it was a bit more responsive in I find in the sense that it wasn't it didn't feel as light. It felt kind of a bit more realistic and obviously it was not it you know it had required you to at least go anywhere other than a straight line and i feel that's an improvement but it kept that open feeling so i, I quite liked that but it is a shame that andromeda fell a bit flat otherwise for me um mm. people can like the game people can hate the game it doesn't really make a difference to me you like what you like it's all good um there are some certain good aspects to it and it's just a shame that it didn't you know pull off mass effect too great mm. Mm. yeah i agree i i think um with a, a remake or a remaster of uh, the Mass Effect trilogy, we could bring back the fans, get them on board, hopefully, because obviously yeah. Andromeda divided the fan in the community, and as a result, doesn't look like we we're going to get any more new games. I don't know, it got put on ice for a bit. I don't know if they changed their stance on that of late. Mm. But I, 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 It's funny because I think this, uh, this remastering, remaking, whatever it'll end up being, that'll probably be... Like they'll probably, I think EA and Bioware probably look at it and go, "Well, let's see how this does first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, is there still that level of interest? I mean, personally, I, I I can't see any reason why this game wouldn't sell like hotcakes. This remake or remastering, I, I think people are. I think people we we've we had Mass Effect Andromeda, but we've missed Mass Effect this generation. Really, like, yeah, we got Andromeda, but it was a big disappointment to a lot of people. So. We've missed that magic of the first three games. Yeah, the, that's the thing as well. With I think Mass people want to do. Yeah, 
I do believe that uh, I remember about was it a year ago they said that they were mm. they were they were working they were in the early stages of working on the next Mass Effect game. Something yeah. like that was officially said somewhere. So we know that I mean, this is not the last we've seen of Mass Effect ever, mm-hmm. um, regardless no, of what however you so. look at Andromeda. Because in the end of the day, Bioware need to get their need to get their act together after Anthem. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest, Anthem was ooh. Oh, yeah, we all play you Anthem. Oh, you, don't, you, you can don't, slay yeah, Anthem. Sure. Like this is a good show to to go hard on Anthem. Trust me. <laughs> you do not find games much worse than Anthem. I'm going to yeah, be honest. It wasn't you, good. It wasn't a good. See, the problem with it no. is you remember the gameplay reveal that they showed um, mm-hmm. everyone back in like 2017. Was it when they whenever they showed the Anthem gameplay and it looked so like sick and all that with all the the environments and you know flying yeah. through it and stuff like that? That wasn't actual gameplay. That was target render. Um, yeah, they, I do yeah, believe. Really, yeah. So that so they had eighteen months to make a game like that, <laughs> and well, they had to. Bio, yeah, there was. Well, I mean, we talked about it in our podcast was it like a year ago about the was it the Jason Schreer article? Yeah, um, yeah about that massive lengthy. Yeah, I mean, basically, I mean, they like you said, they did literally have to make the game in like eighteen months to two years. So yeah, no, they it was they uh, it was so rushed, and you could tell it was rushed when you played the game. I mean, there were so many things missing, there so many basic in. things. <laughs> everything was missing. Five times. The, game the, game was, the, the game was, was just no. The hub, the hub was awful. Awful yeah. hub. Like, I've never seen a worse hub in a game, really. It's terrible how empty like, it was and lifeless. It was just, it, everything think, was uh, just dull and flat. I think me yeah, and like Poot as well, yeah. we, um, were we trying to play the, uh, what was it? The we, beta we tried or whatever it was? The VIP the- early access or yeah, something yeah, like actually. that. And in, in terms of loaded. being made to feel like a VIP, <laughs> it's it's not the experience you're looking for because yeah it didn't load and even when it did there was so many bugs and glitches freezes should have took it the was, hit then it mate not yeah we really should but we, we yeah. gave it it's we gave it its time i remember spending a lot of time i dedicated two weeks to it i think you've got to in, give in it a hope it's yeah in the hope that bioware that the bioware magic that we always hear about from within their studios <laughs> was was going to come good but mm. uh, it really missed the spot, and this that was, was a massive disappointment. This is 2018, wasn't it? Anthem was it 2019? I can't remember. 2019. 2019. 2019 Jesus. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's the beginning this, of the year. It felt like an, yeah. it felt like eons ago. Uh, it yeah, is. That's because a lot. I guess a lot has happened. Um, but no, that that it's really weird. 2018 had its fair share of bad games, and 2019 sort of added to that with Anthem. Like. I could think of three games that I'd consider some of the worst games I've ever played that have come out in the past two years. Um, Anthem, then you got Fallout 76, and this one's sort of, oh, yeah. slightly controversial, but the game is genuinely dreadful. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is genuinely crap. So oh, really? Huh? Is this I, really right now? <laughs> I really like that game. See, that's the thing. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you really like it. What is it about it, you didn't like? What is it about? Is there um, certain aspects? Well, of it see, what hate? it is is it's a hundred hours of damage sponges and fetch quests. Um, uh, no, I, I yeah, I in a flat yeah, open world I, with nothing to investigate um, that isn't a question mark or a or an exclamation point. And honestly, I couldn't I couldn't enjoy yeah. it because it was just it's, um, so. And I played through the game, and then I played through the DLCs, and obviously mm. this is coming from the perspective of an Assassin's Creed fan since the first game. So I look at it and I go, this is not even Assassin's Creed. <laughs> so yeah, then exactly, that yeah I would say that. I would say that. Like, I, 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 I can, um, when I I can appreciate people game, enjoying it, but I just can't, I can't, I can't get I into would say, it I, I would say, I would say, I, I personally, I think it's a really good game, but I think it's a bad Assassin's Creed game. Does that make sense? Mm. If that makes sense. I think it's like, if you're looking for I've an Assassin's Creed thing, I've, yeah, I think you, uh, 
yeah. you're not on the right tracks. But if you're looking for a, an open-world RPG and you love those sort of games... and Yeah, you I think could probably really get good, a few I mean. hours out of it. But, I, I thought mean, some of the quests were really good, actually. Some of the side yeah, there quests was, there were actually some, really interesting. I'll give, it, I'll give it credit. There are some quests that are really nice, but you have yeah. to sift through about 50 fetch quests. Yeah, them. there's a lot. There is a lot. And, and yeah. I mean, to be fair, Origins did a, did a similar thing where it struggled with... Yeah. There was a lot of rescue quests in that, where you pick people mm. up, carry them out of areas, drop them, and then they stand up and walk off. And I think, <laughs> okay, well, what's the point in that? I remember and that. And this game has a few of those, <laughs> um, but most of it is fetch quests where you go about... I thought I was some, like, epic mercenary, not a uh, not a, an errand boy. Um, yeah. But there are some quests in that game that I do like um, a little bit, to be fair. Uh, but the, then the expansions came out, and I, as an Assassin's Creed fan, the expansions weren't just bad; they were insulting um, because they were very contrived. They got a lot. They got a lot of the lore incorrect. They retconned a bit. Um, they even showed one clip of the pyramids in Egypt being built two thousand five hundred years after they were actually built. To put that into perspective, in Assassin's Creed Origins, if there was a Ferrari driving around Alexandria, that would be less historically inaccurate. And that's something <laughs> that's something that my mate James mentioned. Um, and he's he really went to town on Odyssey. He made a video called Assassin's Creed Odyssey Broke Me. And it's <laughs> it, it highlights exactly what's wrong with that game, in my opinion, yeah. very well. Um yeah, so there's I, a lot of it's a lot of shortcomings in that one. But my point is there've been a lot of games over the past um two years that I've looked at and gone, <laughs> nah, it's it's lost hmm. sight of what it's trying to be a little bit and it's a bit of a shame. I'll completely agree with the Fallout 76 though, because I've played that. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, Fuck uh, it. That is... No, it's a, of, the, of those three, 76 is the worst one. <laughs> I'll be I mean, honest. I can Yeah. Just bad. At least have it's just a bad game. gameplay. I mean, Apparently it is. Well, I've heard it is better now with this new, uh, with all the updates and stuff. I don't Apparently think it's a, a better game, but I don't think there's I just a force on Earth no. that can make me play seventy six again. No, no, <laughs> no. I, I think yeah. when they came to town the with that, with what, what was it that they brought out to try and get everybody back that premium package where they you oh, have to pay that yeah. first? Yeah, Fallout first. Oh, the Fallout first thing, yeah, disaster. And even oh, that disaster. was like, are you actually kidding me? Is this supposed to tempt people back in? Like that was just a spot terrible joke. Oh man. It it is a bad joke, isn't it? It's um, it's pretty, it's pretty funny. I think um, I think if you look at it from the perspective of somebody who steered clear of seventy six, that is that is a very funny joke. But uh, for people who paid, I mean, I bought the game when it came out, and I thought, you know what? I don't think it's going to be fantastic, but maybe I'll have a bit of fun inside yeah. about less than four hours. I was like, I'm done with this game. This is just not. <laughs> this is just not the experience I thought I'd be having. There was well, no the NPCs exp- in the game. I mean, there's, there's well, there literally were, no NPCs. I thought there was a Dick expansion they added that came. Some. They, they added did. Some. They've recently done. They've recently added it, haven't they? I think it was a few months ago, or maybe yeah, even maybe. more recent. But it's like, why? It's too late. I mean, you took. <laughs> it's too late now. Eighteen months, two years later. I mean, NPCs. NPCs. Sorry, <laughs> should have been in the game. NPCs. NPCs. <laughs> NPC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they should. I mean, how can you launch a Fallout game with no NPCs? It's ridiculous. Like, it's unbelievable. I- I don't All understand. the quests were through logs, weren't they? And like the audio logs and stuff. It's like, what is this? Like, I, uh, I don't, I don't know what yeah, they expected. I think I thought they expected players to sort of inhabit the world as if they were, mm. you know, a part of it. But that's yeah, just, just not how. Work. That's just not how mass online gaming goes, is it? Mm. Let's be no, honest. No. Any online game lobby where you have several players, there, there are two ways it can go. One way is it goes. Um, you know, everyone's cut and everyone's kind of respectful, but everyone sort of stays apart and does the bits. But you have to make the game interesting and not chat logs all over the place if you're going to do that. And the other way is everyone ruins everyone else's fun by griefing each other. And that's sort of the way that 
Fallout 76 guys. The thing is about that, and I find this really funny, is the challenge that you can, um, when you challenge players, they they have time to respond to it. They can like place turrets down and then accept and stuff like that. They can yeah. just they can just ruin you if you challenge somebody oh, because they get well, the, they get the well. time. All I remember from that game is them saying, I remember them clearly saying at E3 when they launched, when they revealed the game, how, oh, they might have been just after they said like, oh, nukes would be really hard to get. They'd be really challenging and stuff like that. It'd be hard for people to launch them. Honestly, the amount, I played that game and there must have been at least five or six nukes launched, even in one game session. It's like, well, it can't be that hard then, can it? (laughs) And it's like, it ruined the game. It was like, you'd just be like, and you just hear that emergency, like, you know the sirens going off with the nuclear. It's uh, like, what is going on? And you get caught. How, how many? Time how many nukes do you? How how many? How, uh, how how does the nuke even affect the world? Does it do anything? Does it like? Does anything happen, or is it just like a big? Oh, it does. Yeah, no, it does. Um, yeah, if you caught, I mean, if you caught it, obviously you die instantly. Um, well, that's the entire uh, map in it. It's a nuke. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it does affect an area for a while. Like you have all the sort of um, all the like smoke and was it all the gas and stuff like that. And, Radiation. you know if you go in it for too long the radiation goes up and yeah. you can explore yeah. it if you've got a gas mask and like afterwards but it just happened too frequently it was like oh come on again you'd hear the siren like goes like really i thought these were supposed to be hard to get they, they still <laughs> talked about the codes being all over the map and stuff It'd be yeah no that, well, they must be all all over yeah. the all over the map which is a piece of paper in the drawer <laughs> next to the nuke <laughs> probably <laughs> they're just listed in the numbers uh, but no, they're the still thing supporting is, it though, aren't they? So, what it is, is it's I mean, probably the same nice. codes all over the map. And once they're found, or you can Google them and find out what you they are. probably keep doing it over and over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone put them on yeah, Reddit, but... I believe. Put the yeah, that'll be, that'll really? be exactly actually, how that happens. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to go so, to launch control then. Yeah. To go in with something like that, I think it needs to be procedurally generated and, and it's different each time or it, it mm. rotates because if you just have the codes there waiting for you, I mean... Yeah, You're just going to not... go in and shit on people's worlds when it's, it's not how that game like that should <laughs> really be. It shouldn't be so accessible to just destroy everything like that. You see, that's the thing about Fallout 76. It shits on its own world. So with any luck, um, a nuke would be kind of pleasant by comparison <laughs> yeah. to what else is going on. There's nothing really that interesting. I think the most fun thing I did in Fallout 76 is sit down in a house with a guitar um, and just sort of <laughs> sit there doing, doing my thing. Yeah, I, I, it's the most talent I've ever ever felt like I had. Uh, I'm not a very talented <laughs> bloke, uh, so it's fine. Um, it's a fantastic um, little little guitar, but the game itself sucks. Yeah. I yeah. can't get behind that, that game at all. I'm so uh, glad I never played it. I'm so glad I never played it. Yeah, I'm so glad you never played it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I no. hope playing that guitar was worth your forty five pound or whatever you played uh, paid for it. It's Oh. oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, me. I, I, luckily for me, I got it when it was a ten, a ten pound. It was for me. <laughs> yeah, to I be fair, that was like what a after. month after. To be fair, the, the, well, the yeah, game's went, price yeah. dropped, dropped, dropped yeah, really yeah, significantly, massive. really quickly. So I was, yeah. so I was always like, well, if you need a new dartboard, this is where you go. <laughs> yeah. But beyond yeah. that, it's not I mean, very, it's it, passable as a game, is it? I, if I wasn't such a big Fallout fan of you know, for, I mean Fallout Three, for even for I mean I even like Fallout Four. I mean I know that's yeah. the most unpopular one. Fallout Vegas for me is probably the, I, don't I don't know. I like Fallout. Three, but New Vegas is, might be the best one looking back. To be honest, I think I, pre- I think I prefer New Vegas as well. Like Just Fallout Three and New Vegas game. are the two other two really you know proper. Those oh, are the, those are Fallout games that I really like. Yeah. Fallout Four, I I thought it was enjoyable. I played through it. I liked it. I didn't mm. quite like that the protagonist was voiced because I thought it defeated the point of a Bethesda Game Studios game. Yeah, but beyond that, I thought it was it was a good Fallout game. You know, it had it had a mm. lot of aspects, but it wasn't 
Fallout in the sense of that sandbox RPG because it wasn't really no. it wasn't didn't really take that that voiceless protagonist idea which you provide the voice to the character you become that character that character is you instead you've got to you've got to play it through this proxy and it doesn't necessarily always flow so well um and i feel like that's one of the reasons why fallout 4 is perhaps not as popular as 3 and new vegas on top of that there's the sentiment of 3 and new vegas in my mind like these are these are the you know these are proper there's like well obviously oh, yeah. New Vegas is obsidian but you obsidian, know, yeah. the, the, obsidian. there's a game studio style you know a lot of yeah. um, RPG but yeah no I like three and uh, I like New Vegas a lot but mm. no I'm, I'm with you guys on that one I, I'm I'm voting for three I think that was my entry into the Fallout series obviously before that they were a very different style of games the way that we were put developed see the biggest difference between three and New Vegas is um how you how you travel the um the open world a little bit see um, there's the, it's it's a balancing in what you find. For example, in Fallout um, New Vegas, if you go off of the road um, very much, like mm. often you'll probably find yourself in a spot of bother or in danger oh, and yeah. stuff like that. Mm. But but if, well, that's New Vegas for you. But in three, yeah, but in three, <laughs> in three, if anything, it was the roads where you'd find the most dangerous stuff. So you've got to find your yeah. own path to avoid those things. And <laughs> that's something I prefer about three is if you it. If it's just there's no safe path anywhere, you've got to find, you've got to figure it out. Um, and Fallout New Vegas just has a good story, and I really enjoy that story I, a lot. I just remember every time I went off the beaten path in New Vegas, it was them giant casadors. Yeah, <laughs> time and they'd sting and you'd go all woozy, and oh, they were a nightmare to fight. Sometimes uh, they were on the path but, to be fair, but yeah, they were yeah, they, the place. yeah, yeah. They one were, of which was right outside of the opening town. I've forgotten its name already. Right outside of the uh, opening I can't town. Remember the name if just just follow it backwards out of town you just get there and it's right there yeah it'll come back to me in a minute it's the one where you find the cowboy robot and you know he's cool he's a cool guy and new vegas had the uh the death claws were i mean there was um was it the mine with the death claws uh, there was tons of them there was tons and tons of them. Well, well the terrifying death claws i feel like that's something yeah. fallout 4 did well make the death claws genuinely frightening. yeah no yeah that's true did, um, yeah. there was one where you go into like this um this like museum like uh it's like a museum old church place you go in you yeah. go under you, you arrive underground you, you hear like the room vibrates and you hear like a roar upstairs and you're like it's about to kick off <laughs> and then you go yeah. up and it well yeah it does kick off um that it's not just a death claw. It's one of those big bastard death claws with the the scary name, mm. and it and it just clocks you, and you're in, and you instantly know you're screwed. Um, fortunately for me, I had a fat man, so it was okay. Yeah. I remember but, four. The the death. I, I what I loved about four was the uh, the part of the map that was completely radiated. Yeah, yeah. I so. really like that part because when you found a death claw in that part, you're like, right, I need to get ready. <laughs> yeah no you uh, have to you have to be careful you know yeah yeah because sometimes what you you think there's one and there's like three surrounding you and stuff so yeah uh, yeah that's the thing there are lots of death claws down there there's lots of all kinds of creatures um giant uh, was it like a giant scorpion thing the rat scorpions yeah yeah they were they were a bit of a they were a bit of a rigmarole. Bit of a uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's, the worst time is when you get two of them together and then then you'd know you'd be in trouble. Um, yep. The Rad Scorpion and a Death Claw show up because it wasn't uncommon where you'd get both of them showing their faces, and that's the that's the misery of it. And that's the I forget what they called that area, but it was like it had like a it had like a, a name that was coveted in the in like the characters that you met in Fallout Four. And they're like, you yeah. don't go there, you, you don't go there, and it's like, well, I'm going there, and then you yeah, realise yeah. why you don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yeah. going there. There's some that's fun a- stuff out there, in ways. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess just bring it back to Mass Effect. Yeah. I mean, I guess you've got a favourite one out of the three. Uh, uh, two, probably. Two, yeah. yeah. I think we all agree that. I think, yeah, that's, that's, I think that's a common statement for most people. Oh, yeah, no, two. but see... You see, um, <laughs> two is the juicy character character driven middle part where you get to experience yeah. all these characters. You've got a massive crew and they've all got loyalty missions. Um, and you just get to know a lot of characters. You see characters from the old games and then you get introduced to some characters that you don't think will be significant and then they are later on in three. And mm. there's a lot of connect there. And the suicide mission is really quite is really quite oh, um, mission. It's yeah. it's one of the it's a very tense it's one of the most tense missions I think you can ever play in any game ever because anyone can die at any moment besides from like Joker, mm. mm-hmm. um, yeah. E- every single character could die, <laughs> even Shepard can die. Yeah, I, I, I was actually going to talk about that mission because of, I don't know about you guys, but when I first did that, like you, you kind of get a vibe from all the upgrades that are available in the in the section on the ship. And if you do people's mm. loyalty missions, they're, they're more likely to be on your side and do well for you. Yeah, but when that's... it comes to assigning the roles at the end, like I went in completely blind to that. I, I hope everybody else did as well, because that was part yeah. of the magic of it. And yeah, you, it was... you have an idea of where people are going to succeed, but then like you'll put somebody somewhere and you think, what what's going on there? How the hell did they die? Well, and, and it's all, all just kicking off at once. Yeah, I, you've I, got to... Gonna... Be careful. Yeah, with sorry, that I was one. just gonna. I was just say this that suicide mission. Um, when I first played the game, I remember actually you didn't believe me for because I actually I did it. I did. I I got really lucky. I think I did it without anyone dying. I just must have got lucky. Yeah, I just so don't believe the people ship, that tell me that. <laughs> I've always still doubt it to this day. It just, yeah. <laughs> I've got a um. I, I've got this thing where I always have to let somebody die. I feel like it yeah. adds to the kick of it and it adds to the point. Like if I'd, if, for example, in my playthrough, Miranda went goodbye. Um, the reason why, the reason why I did that was a, because I, I didn't necessarily look at, look for anything. I just went, I know what works here, but I, I do also want to get somebody killed to sort of elaborate the point a little bit, yeah. but also um, just because, well, I'm not that lucky. <laughs> uh, no, um, I do know exactly what I would have changed to make the, to, to get a full run there. All I had to do yeah. was swap out Grunt for Morden and take an escorting, and then everything yeah. would have been fine. But no, Miranda had to go to prove the point that characters can die here. Otherwise, what's the point? You know. Uh, but yeah, there was I think a... I think the first time I did the suicide run, like not everyone died, but about half the half the squad after half, half the team did. Mm. Um, I, I, I kind of remember it quite vividly. It was traumatizing, but it's like these characters, they're so much fun, but now they're all deceased. Uh, <laughs> it, Garrus lived every single time Garrus lived. And that's the only thing that matters to me. Oh, he, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I oh, died yeah. on my yeah, first yeah. one. I, I was just going to oh, say, oh, he's the only person that died happen. for me. You can't let that yeah. happen. He goes really? through, it, it's wow. the closing door section. Yeah, he that's where he died by the for bullet. me. <laughs> he gets hit by the so bullet and just slumps and that's it. That means though. Really? That means that you guys missed out on Garrus in the third one. And Garrus is amazing in Mass Effect 3. No, I really did Garrus is the, the best man. Yes, I know. I yep. redid it. Oh, did you redo it? <laughs> Fair enough. I was like, yeah, I don't blame I you. Play you always do it to keep... Him. You've got to keep Garrus. It doesn't, think, doesn't yeah, matter what happens. Who else dies? Mass Effect 3 yeah, without Garrus is wrong. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I think I think for me anyway has to be the best character and uh, best side character in the whole game. Yeah, Garrus, best sure. companion. Yeah. I, I think he's an amazing character. I think um, a mate of mine, really Tyler, do. said this quite well. He doesn't even know why Garrus is the best character. He just is. He just is. Yeah. Yeah. He just. He just something is. about he, him. He is the designated best mate of Commander uh, Shepard. That's sort of why. I, I love that, that scene near the end of three 
where you're just with him on the uh, in the Citadel. Yeah, yeah, where you're doing the, the uh, bottle shooting. When you're yeah. bottle you, shooting, oh, that's one of the best scenes in the whole game. Do, do you do you deliberately miss or do you guys? I did. I'd, yeah, I, I always, deliberately I did, missed. I missed on purpose. Yeah, no. I deliberately missed. It would well. be ridiculous. No. <laughs> Oh, I had to do it. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, you can't, I can't I'd do give that. Him to some morale. I can't do it. <laughs> to be fair, though, it's kind of fan service when you do deliberately miss because then he goes oh, yeah. and says, "I'm Gareth Vicarian, and this is my favourite spot on the Citadel." Kind of akin to you running around, sort of yeah. scrounging for discounts in Mass Effect Two. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I used to love that. My quote. Yeah, um, no, but yeah, such a great moment. I, I will say it. though, on two, yeah, there's no way Miranda was dying for me. I mean, there's just there's no Wasn't Miranda she, was my love interest in the second. Yeah, one. Oh, in the second one, absolutely every time. I mean, <laughs> every time, was, every was, time. You don't yeah, want to like, mix it up. Well, not 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 when Miranda's involved. Absolutely not. <laughs> but, <laughs> She's uh, not real. Although I will say, I will say <laughs> that no, I know, but I will say though, in the first one and the third one, it was always Liara. Yeah, and I enough. always switched to uh, I always switched. Oh, to I was boring. I went I went with Ashley. And then, yeah, yeah, no, I Ashley didn't do it for me. I went oh, with Ashley, cheated on Ashley in two no. with Miranda, went back to Miranda for the sex <laughs> bit or whatever dialogue, rejected her, and then the photo frame was back up of Ashley. So I got the best of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably the best that's, way to do it. But. The detail is so funny. It's just, yeah. it's just the game knows what you're doing and it'll make fun of you at every point. Yeah. Um, you just have to look for it. I must um, admit, though, number two, those uh, the character missions. God, I loved them. Oh, they were great, yeah. Yeah, no, there were some so of my favourite parts. One of my favourite loyalty missions, missions in two had to be the Samara one because you could oh, fail yeah, at any one. moment. That's yeah. why I liked it so yeah. much because you could mess up in so many ways. You had to pay attention to what you were learning. Then you had to use that in the dialogue with Morinth. And then you can still fail it because you can kill Samara instead. And then you can take her yeah. back to the Normandy and then you can romance her and she'll kill you. <laughs> and it's so, it's so indeed, it is a thing. It's yeah. fantastic. It is good. I, I can't say, believe um, that they put that in the game. I've got to say, there was that, I think it was, I saw it recently, there was that stat that, was it 90% of all players play as Paragon? Yeah. Yeah, something Apparently, and only 10% plays Renegade. But I've got to say, I mean, I've done both places, but I, game's geared I that way, really though. enjoy Renegade. I really enjoy Renegade playthroughs. So the thing it. is, the I'm game makes it. it easier a little bit with Renegade sometimes. Like, you no. don't need as much Renegade to go through certain places you no, might need no. Paragon. Like, say, if you no. need a full bar of Paragon to do, to do this the good way, you need... 50% Paragon to do it mm. the you know the Renegade no 50% yeah. Renegade to do it the Renegade way sorry um, and I find that um, quite amusing and so I think it's <laughs> I think it in Mass Effect 2 and 3 especially it tempts you with Renegade moves oh, there's, a lot there's it's so many resisted. good moments though yeah my favourite my favourite Renegade moment is when you're going after Archangel and you find the guy who's fixing up <laughs> this um, this shuttle thing yeah. and you have yeah. and you pick up the electric this electric oh, thing that. And, he, and yeah. Shepard just says you're working too hard and then just electrocutes you. <laughs> and I'll do that, that every... Even on a <laughs> so Paragon funny. playthrough, there's no playthrough in which I will not do yeah, that. It's, oh, it, there's so many moments. I, I even like the... Well, I mean, it's, it's really... Early, well, fairly early in the game in the first one when you punch the report in the face. I'm quite good at avoiding so good. punching the reporter in the face for the, se- for the sake of <laughs> Paragon. Um, yeah. I, te- yeah, I tend I just, to... I sometimes you just got to build up the rage. You've got to be nice in Mass Effect 1 and 2 and then in the third one, just bop. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, that's <laughs> where it all falls apart. Like you just get sick of everything. <laughs> I must I've just left Earth before Renegade. Go ahead, Pooks. Yeah. I was going to say, I think my favorite Renegade moment is is one that's like, it hits so many people really hard is, is when you kill Morden. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah like course, that, yeah. that's the yeah. at the top of the tower. And it's like, yeah. no, nobody's ever going to do that. Right. And then you just get this moment where it's like the Sith Lord and he takes over and it's like, yeah, oh, right trigger. 
Boom, do, yeah. yeah. And it's such a cool well, moment where you think, oh my God, I was actually allowed to do that. This is. This I will is say fun. though, right? That's one moment in the game where I'm like, I was confused what's Renegade and what isn't with the whole genophage because it's like, that could be perceived either way. I don't know. Really, see, in my I opinion. Think, I, I see, think you could look at it either way. What is, you know, is, is finding the cure, is, is that really Paragon? Is it Renegade? Like, I don't know. Depends it's on whether or not, one I guess it's a bit, I guess it's a bit easier if Rex survives to, uh, mm. to equate Paragon to curing the genophage because me, Rex... Yeah. Rex, as a as say a, as say a leader to unite the Krogan, isn't interested mm. in revenge. He's not interested in rebelling again. He's not interested yeah. in. He's just interested in rebuilding his people and the survival of the Krogan in a, in a in a more peaceful fashion. He doesn't believe in the old way of you know killing everything. Whereas if it's Reeve, it's like Jesus. Thing is though, with Reeve, if you don't cure the genophage and you sabotage it, he'll never find out. But Rex will. So mm. yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. yeah. But I always just because I always think that I mean it always says doesn't it in the lot like I mean you know if they're left unchecked then they'll rampage across the galaxy and you'll have as big a problem as maybe you've got now so it's Perhaps. it's always a weird situation for me with that I always think like in the middle of a I, reaper I never know war, what to do in the middle of a reaper war you could sort of do with Krogan's rampaging across the galaxy yeah that is true but then what <laughs> uh, happens afterwards it's like yeah exactly do with that later yeah. um, <laughs> I think the whole later, point yeah. the whole point of the ending of three is that what 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 does what does what does ending the cycle? Well, what does letting the cycle? Well, no, stopping the cycle from continuing do. Mm. Um, but what what you can control the reapers and fix everything after we break it. You can destroy the reapers and destroy all synthetic life, and eventually chaos will consume the galaxy anyway. Or yep. you can synthesize, um, you know, um, organics with AI, mm. um, with synthetic. Sorry. And you know that this is the ultimate form of evolution, and well, none of them are particularly ideal endings because there's always like a no. big catch. Mm. With, the, with the control power can corrupt, with destroy um, all the synthetic life that you've met, like uh, the Geth, Edie, even Commander Shepard could die unless you've got really high enough power, and then he lives. Mm. And synthesis is just weird; it's just odd. Yeah, it's really yeah. peculiar I, ending. What was everyone's choice then on their first playthrough? Because mine was destroy. Destroy was always my first choice with that playthrough. Yeah, I think I did. I think that I built up enough. I, I built up enough. Um, enough. Uh, parrot. Like, well, I built up enough. My fleets enough to have an effective. Um, to have that effective rating in which Shepard can survive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but I think um, then I did one with synthesis, and I thought that was so odd. And then in this um this playthrough I did for my video, I did control because it was one that I'd never done before. Mm. Um. So I thought, oh, that was that was really neat, you know. I quite liked, mm. um, I quite liked, I guess I quite liked um, control and destroy, but I was not a fan of synthesis at all. Um, there is a there is a secret option where you can just sort of refuse. Yeah, I've seen. And that. the cycle continues, and I've never done that well, because I can't I, let my boy Garrus die. <laughs> would you say though? I mean, control is would be the renegade choice, really. I don't know because see? I, it's because that's the path elusive man, isn't it? Really, I mean that. You, well, the thing is about the elusive. The thing about the elusive man is he's already indoctrinated, so he can't control. Yeah, that's a good. What point. he's doing is playing into the Reaper's hand, whereas Shepard's mm. actually what he, in control. In the, in the, he, he's in control of himself. There is yeah. a theory that he's yeah. not, and he's in. And this is indoctrinated. Indoctrination. Yeah. With the yeah, indoctrination theory, that. there are some parts of that that make sense. For example, the dreams that Shepard has over the course of the game; those are Reaper mm. indoctrination attempts. Um, and that's terrifying when you think about it. That child is just an indoctrination attempt. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a there's a good, and the theory states that child isn't even real at the start. Um, but no, the um, the I think um, it's all grey at that ending for a reason, and that's for, because no decision is strictly good or bad. This is where you've got to. Um, yeah, and it's a mad one. That, 
that indoctrination theory is that that he gets indoctrinated on on ILOS? Um, no, it's um, I don't think he gets. No, no, is it like that far back? No. No, it's not a theory that Shepard's indoctrinated at all time, all the time. Ah, it's, right, a, it's okay. a theory that over the course of um, Mass Effect 3 especially, um, the Reapers try to indoctrinate him. He's had a lot of contact with Reaper with Reaper Tech. Yeah. Now, Shepard is... Um, it stated at several points that Shepard is remarkably resilient to Reaper indoctrination attempts, um, mm. to the point where the Reapers perceive Shepard as a threat, as the Leviathan says in 3. Um, as I think it's mostly the indoctrination theory um, focuses over the build-up of Mass Effect 3 to the end and the ending of Mass Effect 3 being completely in Shepard's mind um, mm. to play as indoctrination with Destroy being the only ending in which he doesn't come out indoctrinated. Mm. Um, and it would make it kind of good, but also it it never plays that outright. So it always plays it out as if it's actually happening anyway. So it doesn't really... The theory, it works in redeeming the ending in the eyes of a lot of, pe- of, a lot of critical minds, but it's still, it's still the same ending. You know, it, it all ends the same. It doesn't. I guess it's. I guess the game still. I don't. I don't know if I want to give the Mass Effect three ending that much credit because no, though, it doesn't deserve. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't hate no. the ending. Don't get me wrong. I don't like it though. Uh, no. I like the. I like the trilogy. I don't like the ending of three. Um, no, no. Once the fleets arrive, it's downhill. Uh, actually, the speech yeah, on Earth and that, and then it's gone. You know. Um. But well, I don't want to give the ending that much credit as to say, no, this is indoctrination attempts. Two of these endings are fall- like they're just completely wrong. This ending, mm. this ending is actually happening, sort of thing. Because Shepard appear when Shepard, um, you know, if you've got to the point where Shepard's alive, like we've got your effective, your your elect your effective um strength that high that if you do the destroy ending, Shepard survives. He wait, he sort of like takes in a big deep breath, but he's back on Earth. But the thing is, he'd be on the Citadel oh. if he mm-hmm. in the industry. So. I guess that's sort of where you see the cracks in it. Yeah. There's and, a lot yeah of, I guess it's... There's a lot of unanswered questions, really, isn't there? It's like, oh, was Anderson there before you? When you get yeah, shot... No, that's what I want. Uh, when Anderson gets shot, <laughs> um, you're holding yeah. your stomach where the the bullet went. How did the elusive man control your mind is another one that I like to I like to think about. Mm. Like what, what what has he learned that allowed him to do this? Is it is it the Reapers? Because they wouldn't... I don't know if if Shepard was that's not an ability that we've seen the Reapers have exactly is to control mm-hmm. someone's to control someone's body but not their mind. Mm-hmm. Um doesn't exactly work quite like that, I don't think. Could that not have been I I mean I'm I'm just throwing an absolute wild theory out. Could that not have been something to do with the rebuilding process in two? Uh when they rebuilt oh, Shepard. Yeah, yeah. Could there not have maybe, been something there? I mean that you know Maybe, but I think the I think they didn't they didn't want any um they didn't want anything um like to change Shepard because they wanted him to yeah, feed they- collectors. And obviously by this point, the elusive man, I think he was undergoing the indoctrination process because of his eyes. Um, it's a dead giveaway because he had eyes similar to Saren's. Um, so yeah, you can yeah. tell from the start That's too true. that the elusive man is under yeah. the Reaper influence somehow. But um, Well, they do say, don't they? I mean, he says rebuild Shepard exactly how he was. I don't want yeah. any I don't want any differences. No, no, n- no, no change. No differences. Miranda whatsoever. wanted to... In- to install a control chip. To yeah, sure yeah, she did, yeah. Shepard yeah. was compliant, and the elusive man said, no, this we need no. Shepard as Commander Shepard. And mm. I think 3 sort of proves that Shepard isn't under control at all. Um, mm. But then, I guess, the ending of 3 is like... It's, it's so... I just think the ending of 3 is... There's no way. There's no two ways about it. It's a little bit contrived. It's a little bit senseless at times. Mm. Um, I don't think it's meant to make sense because they didn't think it all through as well as they perhaps make, thought through the suicide mission or they thought through mm. all the missions in the game um, based on different scenarios and things like that. So 
I guess it. I guess it's just based on the fact that uh, in the end, I think what happened wasn't there a leak of the ending, and then they changed it um, to yeah. make sure that it was still, you know, it was satisfying. Uh, and then they sort of buggered that up, and that's where I think that ending came from. It was never mm-hmm. the plan, but they had to change it to ensure that the game was still passable. Because I guess there was backlash to the some leak or something. Mm. I don't know about you guys, but with with the ending, whichever of the options you actually chose, I didn't necessarily feel the impact of it in the way that you would feel the impact of doing or not doing character missions throughout and building up loyalties. Or yeah, no, how I don't the think suicide mission went. You could choose any of those options, and for me, like I, I did them it all ends. on different playthroughs, and I was like, yeah, it's just abrupt. It ends. Oh well, and it's like you you built up this this knowledge and you built these relationships over all these hours throughout all these games and then at the end it's just like it falls off a cliff it's just gone and yeah it doesn't really matter which option you pick i guess it doesn't it just i just think um i just think that ending is a little bit of um i just don't think it really works for mass effect at all um it it was it wasn't it wasn't the worst worst ending ever especially with the extended cut but it wasn't something that I'd consider to be satisfying for the trilogy of hundreds of hours that I've invested. Um, so I guess, I guess, I guess that's where I think with that one. To be fair, I'm just a bit, a bit out of work. Yeah, it was disappointing considering for me anyway the ending because I cared so much about the worlds and the galaxy I was yeah. in, the characters I was with, and like you said, perks. Looking back now, when you go through any sort of ending, it kind of just like didn't get the impact that I wanted. Didn't get the feel. Yeah, so right. left a little I, bit I, disappointed. Yeah, I get that. Oh. It was certainly, it was certainly not as impactful, and it didn't really deliver on what I expected the ending of Mass Effect to deliver. First time around, I played through it was before the extended cut, and I had Garrison, um, I had Garrison Vega with me on the last run, and they got vaporized, and I was like, shit. Well, okay. <laughs> and then the extended <laughs> cut came along, and then uh, and they then they got scooped up um, that second time around. Um, and I thought, oh, okay, that's a little bit better. At least I know Garrus is okay. Uh, everything else doesn't matter. Gareth needs <laughs> yeah. to live. Garrus, Garrus needs to live so. to sing stories of Commander Shepard to the entire galaxy forevermore. Um, <laughs> yeah. I had to jump through hoops to make it sh- make it so Garrus in my video was the one who put the um, the name up on the um, oh, on the wall. Yeah, yeah. I had to jump through hoops to do that. It it was <laughs> so hard because it could be any it can be any which character who does mm. it depending mm. on. So you have to choose the. I guess you have to choose a particular ending and have to romance the particular character and make sure everything sort of works. Um, but if you don't, you'll wind up with most of the time it's the character you romance who does it. Or yeah, it's yeah, um yeah. character you I remember being Liara for me. Yeah, yeah, Ashley for me. So good old yeah. Ashley. Yep. Ashley as well. Yeah, no, I got I got Garrus to do it. My boy Garrus. Uh, <laughs> really good. There's some weird I think there's some weird variation of the ending where you can get Edie to do it, and I don't understand. Um, on why Edie would. Yeah, that is strange. I don't know how. How would you? Yeah, I don't know how you'd even go about that. To yeah. Be honest. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Um, I don't. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Javik in that end shot anyway. Um, so oh, yeah. it's one of those thick. But the, the reason why Javik isn't there is because he explains at the end what he's going to do after the Reapers are defeated, and to 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 cut a long story short, he's going to kill himself. That's what he said he would do. Is that the Protheans are gone? That's how it should be. Hmm. So so at this point, I think Javik has gone and you know done the deed somewhere or he's or he's gone off on his own or he just didn't board the normandy again or something like that but i've never seen him in that ending i don't think i don't at least i don't think maybe he sat there somewhere in the background but i guess i wasn't looking for him i don't know he was just done he was done with people he was like i'm gonna go and kill myself and everyone's like yeah okay Mm. 
The reason, <laughs> yeah, the reason why, the reason why is he was like, "I'm the last of my people, and the Protheans are now, mm. the Protheans are now extinct. This is how it should be. This is this is what happened. The Protheans are gone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the graves of my, um, of my fallen comrades, and then I'm going to join them. That's what he said. Um, that is the way it should be. And mm. I guess that's what he, um, I guess that's sort of what he's, what he's trying to say is, this is, this is not my future. This is, this is your future. This is like the Protheans are dead. I've, I've fulfilled my task. I've defeated the, um. I've helped defeat the Reapers. I'm ready to go, and that's yeah. where it goes. And good old Javik, he was he was a funny character, to be fair. Well, uh, unfortunately, I never got to uh, play with him as a companion because I uh, I didn't get to play DLCs really. So I'm hoping that on well, I'm assuming with the uh, remaster that they'll include all the DLCs because I really want to play the second DLC. one. I haven't. Uh, which one? Which one you're referring to in particular? And three, um, the Citadel's probably the nicest of the lot. Yeah, I never. It's yeah, just, it's a shame I never played that one either. And that's meant to be the best one. It's hours and hours worth of pure fan service. Yeah. Is, what it is. is that yeah. the one with the clone? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one looked the best. To be fair, in the, it's in the got it's got pure fan service in it. Is what it is. I think the reason oh, they yeah. went to that angle is because people were so disenchanted with the end, and they were like, "Oh, let's let's give them yeah, something probably. they can be happy about." Like, here, have this. <laughs> this it's like a, it's like a last everybody. goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was always the plan to have the Citadel expansion because it was it feels sort of integral to the game. Like you have to feel mm. you have to feel that impact. This is like the this is like the last downtime you'll get. It's yeah. best played yeah, towards the end after you, just before you go to Thessia. I think is probably where I'd yeah. recommend where, where I'd recommend doing it. And that's yeah. where it felt most impactful. Like you have all your characters together, one last you know drink, one last um, bit of banter. Well, not necessarily the last bit of banter, but you know the last bit of downtime you'll ever get before it kicks off yeah and mm-hmm. then you get into the ending it's like oh this is good this is this feels better now um you have to feel more satisfied before you get to the ending in a journey like story like this for it to feel anything like well that, to feel the impact of that and i feel like it does wonders for it but the ending you can't take away from the fact that the ending is still not really that great mm-hmm. um so it's one of them ones, unfortunately. But the Citadel DLC is something. If you're going to play through Mass Effect again, I 100% recommend doing doing those expansions. Mm. Um, uh, if the remaster comes out, obviously I'd expect the, the expansions in the games to be a part of the base game. Yeah, in the remaster. they'd have to be, I think. I think they'd have, have to be, be. otherwise um, there'd be serious backlash for if... Oh yeah, if, I, I, I don't think there's any doubt they'll be in there. I, I, I can't yeah, I rec- any scenario yeah. whether or not. And I reckon if they're in there, then they're 100% worth doing, you know? Mm. So it's just a just a case of, I guess, we'll have to wait and see if that remaster is even a thing. God, I hope it I, is. I oh. really hope it is. I really want to play through the trilogy again, and I know I can just jump back in and play it whenever, but I yeah. kind of want to wait now yeah. with these rumors and and go through. Yeah, I, I want to. Yeah, see, I because mean, I, I always say like, I mean, I, pl- I, I can't. I've probably four or five times I've played through the trilogy to be honest, but and I usually play them every couple of years, but. I don't know. With this one, it's like I always get temptation to go back to the originals, but I'm like, nah. But I really want that remastered. As soon as I heard that announcement, I was like, nah. I want to wait. I want to. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I want to see. I want to see. I want to see how they do it because let's not pretend here. They could easily do a really shoddy job of this as well. Well, like, this well, is the yeah, we're talking about. I mean, with remasters, especially. You know, yeah. They they might. I mean, for all we know, it could just be almost ports jobs. You know. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I don't think it will be. I think I, I can't imagine them getting away with that. To be perfectly honest, just doing ports. I, I think they'd have to have some sort of upgrades. I'd be surprised. Quality of life upgrades, especially I, with how strained the fan base yeah, is. I, 
Yeah, yeah. I think I, I, they can't get away with just doing that. But this is EA we're talking about, so you can never rule out that possibility. <laughs> so, yeah, no. They might just look at it as a cash grab. Yeah, well, they'll, so. well, if they were to do a ringmaster, EA would always treat it as something of a cash grab. Doesn't mean they yeah, won't necessarily but... um, delegate somebody who wants to do well with it. Like with mm. remasters, they usually wind up going to somebody else entirely um, yeah, than the yeah, people yeah. who made the base Smaller game. Team. Yeah, it's not usually a team. It's not. Sometimes it's it's sort of outsourced a little bit to somebody else entirely, mm. um, as opposed to somebody that works for them. With EA, they'll mm. probably put it to somebody under them, of course, because EA. Yeah, I'd assume but so. I know that a lot of remasters are done by com- like developers that specialize in remastering games. Like there yeah. there are there are developing there are development companies out there that specialize in remasters. Well, your point now. obviously comes to mind as the prominent yeah. one, of course, with uh, yeah. Shadow of the Colossus and. Um, yeah. Obviously, there's, you know, Demon Souls, of course. So remake, remaster, remake. What do you want to call it? So, yeah. So I reckon, I reckon a remaster. It'll be, it'll be a, it'll be a remaster in the end of the day. Um, you've got to remember oh. to expect a remaster from a remaster. Some people expect a total remake, but that's. I would love promise. them to shock us, though. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't it be great if they shocked us? And really, yeah. they'd been working on this for like three or four years. Yeah, well, and that's why it took so long because they're actually. Well, probably the. F- I mean, the first one clearly needs the most work. That's <laughs> pretty. Yeah, one, the first one needs a lot of work, but yeah, the two and three they still need work, but I think they'd be easier. Yeah, well, do. like I said, they haven't a aged particularly badly. No, they haven't. Whereas the first uh, one has aged badly. You know, we all know the, that, the first so. one's aged for sure. Yeah. The other ones haven't. Yeah. The other ones are somewhat timeless, so um, they still look quite um, passable for now. But I reckon I reckon a few adjustments and that you'd have yourself a glorious remaster for mm. sure with those. And the first yeah. one obviously needs some significant work and it'll probably be the one that winds up being the most significantly altered in a remaster. But yeah, you'd I don't know, yeah, I don't know what, uh, what else there is to really say, but I guess we'll have to wait and see because um, yeah. we don't really know if it even exists yet. And obviously there's nothing been announced, but apparently it is coming. So I guess there's, there's always the prospect that we will be getting that remaster eventually. And I'm quite, I'm very hopeful. I'm very hopeful that we will yeah, because I, I like... I don't. I'm not really one to jump on a remaster all the time. There are a few remasters that I I'll, I'll go and I'll be like, oh, this is fun. But there are oh. some times where I'll where I'll get a um where, where I'll look at a remaster for a game and go, you know what? I can miss that. Um, hopefully, oh. this is not one of those games. Obviously, it won't be because it's Mass Effect. If they remaster Mass Effect, I'd purchase that probably ten times over. Because oh, uh, yeah. Mass Effect, at yeah. the end of the day, I uh, it's not something to look at and go, I can resist. It's something I go, I'll play that. Uh, it's one of those. It's one of those um, games where I look at and go, yes, you know. Uh, so with any luck, it'll be a, it'll it'll work out. I just hope that there is something. And also with the prospect of another Mass Effect game being in early development, what better way to appetize your fans and get them back into the mood for Mass Effect before an announcement than to remaster the game? I think yeah. I think Andromeda left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. You don't want to be announcing off the back of that. So why don't you remind people of the games that really did sort of sell Mass Effect as a brand, and then away you go. Mm-hmm. it's funny though isn't it because obviously with this trilogy you're thinking as well really the reason why they're probably doing it this time is we know that iOS next game's Dragon Age yeah I'd assume that's probably in a couple of years maybe 2021 2022 yeah, maybe no. even further out I don't know because so you're thinking a Mass Effect game you're thinking what another three or four years on top of that so it oh, could yeah, be another sure. six seven years before we see another Mass Effect game so in a way they might have to do this trilogy to, to, to make it to, to ensure that Mass Effect's still relevant and yeah, it's not forgotten about, you know? So yeah. that could be another reason why EA maybe are quite keen now to do it. Yeah. Whereas they weren't before. And yeah. I would say. No, yeah, no, I'm with you on that. And you know what? I actually quite like the idea of some time being in between the, the remaster, the potential remaster, mm. and also like what, what would be Mass Effect 4 if they're going to go down a numbered route. 
because I remember back as as a random example, like when we played the Borderlands uh, game of the year uh, remake. Yeah. And then it was like it was so soon before we jumped into yeah. Borderlands Three. Borderlands Three, it, didn't it? It was just like, yeah, you, you think you're really looking forward to something, and then you go and you're like, mm. oh, this is good, and then it, it just taints the next one a little mm. bit because you didn't need it as much as you thought you did. So I think if you were to play like one, two, and three for like sixty plus hours each, you've got nearly two hundred hours of game time, and then 10, 12 months down the line, you've got Mass Effect Four. Uh, like I don't know how well that goes, but I think hey, if it's like you get one, two, and three, you can play through them whenever, and then you've got like a three or four year gap on top of that, maybe even five. That's okay with me because mm. my my last memory is a positive one, and I've I haven't mm. ended on Andromeda. The, the fan base isn't split. We've gone through all the originals; they're all classics. And then I'm ready. Like if it's five years away, I'm ready, and I'm actually excited for that time to come, rather than thinking like, okay, what's next, and just getting through it like systematically like that. Yeah. Yep, yeah, totally plenty agree. of time for Mass Effect. Like, I, I can wait for Mass Effect. I'm quite happy to wait. Plenty of other stuff to play in the meantime. Yeah, I'd like to see something eventually. Um, but I think if they do a remaster now, it'd be a great appetizer. Um, especially. Yeah, I think and you it help put people back on the right path with it. Yeah, rekindle the love for the Mass Effect uh, series. This is something we all want. Um, yeah, for sure. Mm. But yeah, and uh, there's some other topics that we want to cover today as well. And uh, that's apparently a new report claims that the much rumored Xbox Series S or Xbox Lockhart will be revealed in August after it was originally scheduled for an E3 announcement. According to uh, Eurogamer source, Eurogamer sources, sorry, Microsoft had originally pegged June as its announcement month. The site now reports that the Series S will get its own reveal, presumably in an inside Xbox-like showcase in August. So ah. is this something we're looking forward to? Uh, uh, well, personally, <laughs> don't as you know, so excited. Uh, no, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess it depends on, it depends really how, how, what you are, what your ecosystem is, because I mean, I, as we all know, I mean, I, you know, I used to be a massive Xbox gamer. Um, but I mean, more recently I've kind of shifted towards PlayStation. Not going to lie. Uh, well, you've you know, it's, I mean, Xbox for me, it's, yeah, I, yeah, I know. It's like, I just, well, it's like one of them things where it's like, I don't want to really pay for both anymore. It's like, I'll just pay for the one I'm using. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so fair enough. It's, I think, um, I, I, I will be getting PS5 next generation. Um, I, I'm still excited to see what Xbox show in this July event. Don't get me wrong. I, I really want to see what they show, but it's more PlayStation for me these days. So this Series S, I, I, that is designed the Series S. It's going to be designed for people that don't have as much money. It's going to be the cheaper option. I'm predicting probably th- $299. Maybe, yeah. Personally, I think it's going to be quite cheap. I think they're going to really try and make it really cheap. So, it's it's a version for people that don't want to splash out on the Series X, isn't it? It's for mm. people that aren't as bothered about frame rates and resolutions and things like that. So yeah, because you're still going to be able to play the next game. Why does it need its own show? Too. Like that, that's my big takeaway from yeah. this. Like, why is it having its own reveal? Like this is the Series S. Like we've we've all known mm. what this is going to be for quite some time. I highly doubt there's going to be anything outside of the box that we're not expecting with it. Like, why is it not just hand in hand with the Series X? It's not mm. going to detract from that. I wonder though. I do wonder though. Is it because they don't want to take the focus away from the games in the July event? I don't think they want to mention consoles at all in this July event. I don't think you'll see any mention of any console in this July event coming up. I think they want to make sure that they don't want to lose this narrative again with Sony about you know not having games or it's a silly narrative anyway, really, because it's all subjective. I mean, some people just prefer Xbox exclusives, some people just prefer PlayStation exclusives. 
I mean, I do think objectively PlayStation has had a better generation. I don't think that's really, anyone can really argue with that, to be honest. Um, but in terms of narrative, they don't want that narrative again, I don't think, Xbox. I don't think they yeah, want... of course. They, they want to prove that they have quality AAA exclusives. And you'll see some AA games there as well, I'm sure. But, you know, with all these studio acquisitions, they're going to want to show a lot of them off. And I think they have to. I think they have to... It's kind of put up or shut up time for Xbox, in my opinion. Yeah. So... That's for sure. That, yeah. That's the reason why they'd show as much. I guess they, they'd want to show the Series S and be like, this is this is our option. It can still run it can still run next generation mm-hmm. games, but it's it's a bit more of a budget option. It doesn't necessarily account for four K resolution or or mm-hmm. um sixty frames per second all the time or stuff like that. Uh, but the games will still be enjoyable, passable. It won't have a disc tray, sort of similar to how there's one that is, you know, the PlayStation Five has a version that does it that's completely digital. And hmm. so there are many ways they can, I guess they can make that sort of its own thing. But at the end of the day, I guess it's just a, um, a subcategory of the, the same generation that is the Xbox Series X, which will be the main focus. They'll have a t- in the end, they'll want to they'll want to show off both. Like this is the Series X and this is the Series S. And, you know, if you want, you can choose which one works for you, if you're financially wise or what the experience that you're after as well. And I guess there is a... Um, there is some benefit to doing that, bringing the focus to the Series X, showing the Series X in all its glory, which, by the way, they've so far not done too great, I will admit. No. Um, before they show the um, the Series S at all, they want to say, this is what the next generation is. However, this is now a version that we have as well that is for those who aren't necessarily keen on splashing as much money, don't necessarily care about hard disk copies, don't necessarily, you know, care for frame rate or resolution so i suppose there is a there is a point in you know drawing the attention towards what they're doing with their more powerful version before they bring out the least powered version i mean whichever way you look at it anyway i'm not likely to buy into xbox uh, next year anyway because i mean i play mostly pc a lot of the time and Mm. also i i have a playstation uh four and i'll probably get a ps5 for um the exclusives you get on that end but when it comes to games that you can play on xbox that are exclusive to them um thanks to microsoft um it you can get a lot of those on pc anyway and honestly yeah. i don't see much point in purchasing a uh, console especially not with the kind of power that my pc has um mm. but no uh the playstation 5 for example is something that i'll probably be more interested in getting purely because i know a lot of games there will be pretty damn good but they won't ever touch pc they won't ever go to pc mm. you know um, or not so, for at least three or four years because well, we're seeing some, some of their some, games coming over but. some do some don't uh in the yeah. end of the day um some will and yeah. some won't as well going forward yeah. and some of those are damn good games either way yeah. um but um with xbox a lot of them do wind up on pc more or less around the same time as they wind up on yeah. xbox well, I, think I think it's their one- policy now isn't it i mean their policy is I, I, i'm pretty sure i don't know if there even is going to be any games that don't release on pc at the same time i mean you look at all our exclusives coming up Halo is going to launch on PC at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. So, I mean, that's the big one, Halo. I mean, Halo on PC is huge. I mean, massive. I mean, you've seen the success of the Master Chief Collection on Steam. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's been huge. So, 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 so they're not really, going to go back now. They're not going to go back now. See, so really, is still trending number one on for, Steam as well. So, so, so really, for my for my PC, which um, has more power than is promised in the Xbox Series X anyway, is going mm. to is going to you know be able to play all the um games that will be exclusive to xbox and therefore there's no real point in getting an xbox series x it'll just be a little it'll just be a little box cube thing that i'd find i'd struggle to find space to put um 
so i guess it's guess it's something i guess it's a generation of xbox consoles i can miss i mean i didn't get an xbox one to be fair i wasn't too interested i am a pc again um and i only got a playstation 4 back in 2018 and i guess uh, i guess there's that um so on the uh, xbox front i'm not really too too into it because i just don't know too much because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not looking into it because i'm not really considering but getting one if you get me <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, funny though because absolutely. you actually don't need to because you've already you've already nutshelled it right there. You have a PC, you don't need an Xbox. That's that's pretty much what it comes down to, and you don't actually need to know any more than that. Exactly. I have, I have a PC that can hack it all. I don't need an Xbox Series X. Uh, no, these uh, this PC was uh, it, it better handle those those games. Otherwise, I'm gonna I'm gonna have some serious words with <laughs> you know it. It's not gonna <laughs> yeah, like it because this thing is this thing has a bit of kick. I made yeah. sure to get one with a bit of kick. It was nice, um, but with PlayStation, of course, they they're not Microsoft affiliated at all. Mm. They're Sony, so they don't they don't have like a you don't have Sony computers and things. No, so mm. which would be so odd. Imagine. Okay, um, but no. When it comes to the PlayStation Five, that's something that I'm more interested in getting because I know there'll be games on that that won't be able to get on PC at least for a few years, and mm. in a lot of instances ever that will be worth playing. And I reckon that'll be more more my uh my speed if you will yeah i'm interested to see the uh xbox s because i'm different situation i don't uh have a pc that i game on but i'm leaning more towards the ps5 and i've spoken to um perks and so quite a lot about how i'm contemplating just buying the uh what's it xbox one uh x the xbox one x just yeah, to you might as well like ultimately that, that's all you're period. gonna need yeah yeah, like for yeah. at least a year, maybe two, like probably two, given the the setback the pandemic will cause. So yeah, you yeah. you literally can save money for two years and then buy a knockdown version when they actually release some exclusive games for it. Exactly. There you go. Because this generation will probably move into it, like will ease into it. Probably it won't be straight this game than that game. There'll be a lot of they'll. I reckon there'll be a lot of time where it's like this is coming out on both generations. Yeah. Um, and then eventually that you'll get to a point where you know you'll have the games obviously playstation is doing with their exclusives a lot of them are going full throttle next gen i haven't heard a similar thing with um xbox i've just heard this will be on xbox one and series x and uh, okay i'm right the the xbox family i think one of the notable i think there's a few notable exceptions resident evil 8 obviously isn't is only going to be on um, playstation 5 and series x that's one of the notable games i know isn't coming to ps4 or xbox one um so i think there will be like a few I'm not sure, you know, about the PC. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. You doing might a, doing a Red Dead Redemption two and not coming to PC for another year. It, it, it could well be on PC though. Like, I haven't. I I, only I haven't looked into it myself. I'm not too so into it Resident become, Evil. It'd be strange if it didn't come to PC. To be honest, no, there's a, a lot of games <laughs> don't. Sense, but at launch, yeah, a lot they of come games later on, don't they? Come later. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot yeah, of games yeah. though come at the same, at the exact same time, and those are the games that I. Those are the games that I quite. I prefer when everything launches at the same time because yeah, I'm playing sense. PC is obviously a huge risk. People will spoil stuff for you. But it's another reason why oh, yeah. I have a console for the sake of having a, a console as well, regardless. It's obviously going to be the PlayStation mm. for the reasons I've already stated. But the reason why is because some games come out on console far before they come out on PC. And, you know, mm. it's just better to get it at the source as opposed to get it later on. And that's mm. cool. I, I, I'm okay with that. I've got that. I've got that corner sort of covered, I guess. That's way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's a good yeah. way to look at it. I um, I am intrigued to see what happens though with this and uh, the next article that we wanted to talk about because I am really excited about this. I think you are too as well, Sud. But the Harry Potter RPG yeah, is reportedly due in late 2021, 
Warner Bros. Ah. Interactive Entertainment. Oh, the Harry Potter one, yeah. yeah. Is that the one that leaked like a little shot of it? And we, yeah, it did. Yeah. And, it, it, it and got it looked leaked pretty, gameplay footage. And it looked pretty it? early. Yeah, it looked pretty early. It looked quite rough. <laughs> it looked yeah. rough, the footage. It didn't look... Uh... Yeah, Harry Potter RPG. Yeah, I know a few people are quite keen on this Well, that idea. was a couple of years ago, wasn't it now? So you'd, you'd expect that it's advanced on since then. Mm. Was it a couple since of years the development? Ago? I thought it was like a... Maybe it was last year. Could have been last year. I thought it was last year, yeah. It could have been last year. Yeah, you might be right. Could have been I do year. remember the footage being relatively, relatively recent-ish, uh, mm. but I, I don't know. So yeah, um, Harry Potter RPG. Um, what's the score with that then? Well, it's uh, apparently going to be released in late 2021 on PlayStation 5 and Series X, according to Bloomberg. And uh, I tell you what, I can't wait for this. I mean, I love yeah. the Harry Potter franchise and the world. Oh. And I just think to play an RPG game in that setting is going to Oh, it be, suits it so well, doesn't it? Yeah. It, it really does. It's for me. I think. I, I mean, I, I mean, I know we we, de- we us two, Luke definitely played it. The I always heart back to the Chamber of Secrets on <laughs> PS2. Yeah. I love that game. I really uh, love it. It's such a nostalgic game. I have a couple of videos with me and a mate of mine play the really old PS1 games. Oh yeah, I remember the Phosphor Stone. Yeah, yeah. No, those those are pretty <laughs> funny. Um, yeah. I think uh, I think what makes us laugh every single time is seeing Hagrid in that game. It's just it's just it's <laughs> yeah, just a so... mesh face with a beard. Yeah, it's not good. And a, and a massive <laughs> front ended by a bus and then like rendered onto the screen. Like, oh my god! Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, no, I do like PS One Hagrid. We we give him we give him nicknames. We 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 make fun of him. There's there's a lot of things in that game that really make no sense whatsoever like Hagrid sends you to jump to platform across platforms <laughs> with a lava below you and it's like Hagrid I'm a child you know yeah, it's you? A bit... <laughs> that is quite funny to be fair but um, and... no I think uh, sorry I'm I was just going to say with this <laughs> <laughs> but um, no I, I do think this is exciting times if you're right I, if you Harry Potter in general has seen a resurgence hasn't it anyway I mean it? It's always been big, Harry Potter. It's always been yeah, it's, big, it's but been pretty damn big, yeah. And then it kind of had a bit of a lull after the main films were out. But then, obviously, with um, with the recent films, the uh, the spin-offs, I can remember what called. Beast the spin-off and the Fantastic second Beast. one's awful. Yeah, yeah, it's bad, but it, it definitely got a resurgence in popularity after that. In general, in Harry Potter, I think. So, I think now now is definitely the right time to bring a game like this out. In my opinion, yeah. I think it's a perfect time frame to bring the game out new generation you can do different things with it that you couldn't do on last gen so i i just think it's an enticing prospect playing an rpg in that world i just think that world is so rich so lore heavy and it's so rich think of the areas you can explore if they did it properly like you think if they did it right with the current the current technological advancements in the area they could they could there's no telling what they could do there's a lot that they could do especially with this This next generation coming as well it could be gigantic is what it could be and it could be completely uncompromising because that's the thing that the solid state drive for example is allowing is that it's less compromise in the game it's less Mm. it's less about um building the world so that some areas can as you go through some areas others can load it's it's all loaded now because it's just you can digit well you don't need to worry about that sorry because digital um solid state drives well a solid state drive can load it all instantly yep. so you don't need a hard disk that's to find it first mm-hmm. so you don't have to go through an area that gives the hard disk well, time to go from a to b we saw an example of that didn't we ratchet and clank at the ps uh the playstation show yeah i'm sure uh, we did yeah a few weeks ago uh you, you know you saw how you know ratchet kind of jumped through the worlds and it was loaded instantly just yeah, instant exactly. loading on the worlds. and it's like if you can do that in a game of this of this level and this significance and how big the game you'd assume would be i mean if you're talking about 
you're talking about the entire of Hogwarts, you're talking about the other areas that are mentioned, so like, I think places like Hogsmeade and, you know, just all sorts of places like that they could do so well. Like, I just think it's an enticing prospect, it really is. I think, I feel like it's, I think it's something again. that would excite when a lot I of people. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> it would be. Do you know what it would be <laughs> like for me? It would be like, it would be like when they first announced the, uh, the Crash trilogy remaster trilogy uh, and you got that sort of excitement of yeah, being a child again like it's yeah. like nostalgic sort of yeah i remember playing this on ps1 and i mean look how well that game did sales wise it absolutely sold gangbusters really yeah. so i think that harry potter rpg could have the same success i really do can i tempt you oh, to yeah, play yeah, it yeah. perks or are you just gonna yeah it's this again isn't it every time we talk about harry potter what's wrong with be... harry potter uh, I'm just not a fan. It doesn't appeal to uh, me. Fair like, enough. Fair enough. It, I, I, no I've problem. said before, like I, I get the scope of the game and I get the appeal. It would sell well. They don't really have to do anything outside of the box in order to to make some serious money on this one. It, the name will sell it in itself. But I will say this: if they just come out with a Harry Potter RPG and it's it's a token gesture just to you know fan service or, or give people what they want, I don't really care much for that. I would like to see them go in completely different directions with a game like this. Have the have the settings and have things that people are familiar with. That's fine. But come away from what you would traditionally expect from a game like this. I don't want to play as Harry Potter or I don't want to play as, as Harry Potter's made-up best friend. I want this world to be like, <laughs> here's the world and everything in it is just like, these are the things that you kind of have had reference to before but haven't been fully explored. That would interest me if it's just an RPG oh. along the same grounds as the films or things we already no, know. No, it's um, it's apparently it's not... separate. You create your own character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently, it's a separate thing. So and like cool. every everything, like that's what I mean though. Like if I can make my own character, but I still have to like go along with like Harry and Ron and like Hermione <laughs> and all that. Like, I, <laughs> I just know that would be pretty. Bad. I don't. I don't care. Yeah. Like that is believe, not what I want. Uh, <laughs> I believe it's years after that, so you don't have to worry yeah. about that. And mm. you work your so, way up through Hogwarts to the Ministry of Magic. Yeah, no, and as long cool. as it as long as it's darkly themed and it isn't aimed at the younger mm. generation, I mm. I might be tempted into it, but I don't really care much for a for a like walk down uh, horror experience. I think it might be more darkly themed because if you think about the films, they progressively got darker. I guess essentially, yeah, mm. and, yeah, they did. yeah and the fans grew up with them. So if you're aiming for those yeah. fans, you should probably make the game a little bit more darker themed. So yeah, I think yeah, uh, I'd agree. Yeah, they got they got such an opportunity to smash out of the park, and I really hope they do. I, I'm yeah, I think I'm really do. excited. I've mentioned that so many times that you know you know it's true now, but it's uh, something I'm looking forward to. But just yeah. before we wrap up with the podcast, I do have a question, Sud. Have you finished yeah. Last of Us Two yet? I have. Do I finished want... it two days ago. You want my thoughts on it? I mean, oh, I won't I give spoilers, obviously, because. Uh... <laughs> Have you played it? Uh, you've, you've played it, Fishy, haven't you? I'm sure you did. A bit yeah, yeah, I've finished it. Okay. I've finished it. So, spoiler warning, I, because I want to hear your proper thoughts, Sud. So, spoiler warning. Do you want me to give spoilers? Yeah, yeah I, I know what happens. Okay. So it's fine. All right. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> just make sure then spoiler warning for anyone that hasn't played the game, because there's a lot of things. Well, a lot of people have been. It's been ruined for a lot of people anyway. But um, I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Like uh, it now. Now, I'm yeah, really I did surprised. like it. Now, now. I do have problems with the story. I it's not. I don't think it's as good as the first one. Overall, uh, certainly not. No, I think the yeah. first one is a superior game. But I will say this game does things I've never seen in another game before. And there's some amazing things. That, I mean, the combat is. I think the combat's fantastic in this one. I think it's way improved on the first game. Yeah. Um, 
the, the AI, the AI is the smartest AI I've ever seen in the game. Yeah, they flanked everything. I think the AI are incredible they, in this game. I think they're, they're just amazing. Like, especially the Seraphites, um, the, the way they whistle and things like that to each other. And it's so cool. It's so cool. The first time you encounter them, Seraphites is one of the best moments in the game. It's so good. Um, they ambush you and you have to kind of escape or you can kill them or you can try, to, try and stealth your way past. But it's, it's so good. Um, yeah, I did, have, I did have problems with the story. I'm not going to lie. There were certain aspects where I was like, I think they could have done better there. So what did yeah. you think um, then of Joel's death? Obviously, and... Joel's death was... Well, I didn't actually mind the fact that Joel got killed. Like, I expected Joel to die in this game. It's just the way it happened, I wasn't... I didn't like the way it happened. I've uh, seen a lot of people say it's completely out of character of how trusting I don't, I don't know every... I don't, I don't really know how dying can be out of character because everyone dies yeah. uh, eventually. <laughs> yeah, but, um, I, think I guess some people are like... I guess some people were like, well, Joel can tell a trap based on how someone's walking, as we see in the first game. How did he oh. not know? And the answer was, <laughs> it wasn't a trap. It wasn't. Joel, like, they didn't expect to run into Joel that early, this this group of no. people. But as soon as they no. knew it was Joel, they knew what to do. Um, mm. But that that's how people explain that off. I don't think it... I think there are two ways to look at it. One is it happened far too early, it didn't, and it and it created a bit of a pacing, um, pacing. madness yeah, but- over the rest of the game. But... At the same time, yeah. um, they, I don't think I'd have been compelled in this story in the same aspect if it were anyone else who, who died there. Mm. I don't think any new character could have really done it for me, and certainly not Joel's brother, who we saw little bits of. What What did you think about the whole switch halfway through the game? See, I kind of knew it was going to come. It was so obvious to me that that was going to happen anyway. I didn't expect. I think it was obvious. I didn't really expect. Did you not it. think I thought, so? No, mm. I thought. I mean, I knew that we were going to wind up playing as Abby because otherwise, yeah. what was the point in that opening? At some point, I just didn't know how they were going to go about it. I thought it was a little segment, and then I was like, "Oh, well, this this is actually, you know, half the game." I knew there's a bit of disconnected momentum in that. I think, mm. but I didn't dislike Abby's segment at I all. I completely like, I thought, agree. I I, I think you know it has what? some of the yeah. best set I, pieces in the game. I agree completely, the, and that is a very hours. unpopular opinion. Because oh, no. most opinion, I mean, it's a massively unpopular opinion because most people hate that second half of the game. I think the second half of the game is be- far better than the first half of the game, personally. Well, yeah, I, I do. I, mean, I generally I, I do. I think. That. Now, and I, I think a lot of people are being blinded because of their love for sort of Joel and Ellie. I yeah, actually I think that, that first half of the game, some parts of it weren't that great for me. I, I thought some of it dragged on. I thought some of the bits where you kind of in Seattle dragged on early on when you're playing as Ellie, when you're with Dina. I, I like the interaction with Ellie and Dina, but I just, I don't know. I thought Abby's story was actually more interesting with the whole love triangle and the whole... I guess it's a new take on the wolves and the Seraphites. And I, like the, I like the conflict with the wolves and the Seraphites. I mean, I think one of the best missions in the game is when he goes to the island. Yeah. The Seraphites. I think that was an amazing mission. Yeah, that island, that island set piece is fantastic. My favourite set yeah. piece has to be the Rat King, though. Because that was that was survival yeah. horror at its finest. Yeah, that was great. Uh, I got um, that was really but cool. I, I say, Abby has some great set pieces. It's quite mm. densely packed with them, and um, I don't dislike Abby as a character. I understand why mm. people might not enjoy that disconnect of momentum because it wasn't the most natural feeling I've ever seen. Um, I didn't dislike in the Ellie segments beforehand. I didn't necessarily feel sad like I'd got my fill of Ellie in the sense either though I feel like there could have been more Ellie like there could have been more because See, to she's me, though, still the main character in this sort of thing but I feel like the moral of The Last of Us is is that there's no there's no hero there's no there's no hero there's no mm, bad guy I, everything just is and that's the story the only problem I had was with I re- you know the last sort of the last mission the last hour I thought was actually really well done yeah um, I but, guess so 
But I've got to say, I do think they should have had Ellie Killer at the end. Maybe. I think that was a big mistake. I think that because it didn't make sense to me. Like, why would you go all that way to then go, oh, no, actually, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, actually, no, no, it's no, not like she didn't it, kill it, like, it made no people. sense. Like, she literally went from, what, halfway across the country to go back, to go back and kill her. I mean, she sacrificed basically the life she had. And then she I mean, because there's that bit, isn't there, with the cutscene where she's got the baby and Dina and they're mm. kind of like a nice, happy family. And then it's like she she suddenly turns sides because of a little bit of pressure in from Tommy. Oh, actually, yeah, you're right. Tommy. Like, I don't know. I, I just I think I there's a, bit was of, a little bit of disconnect. There. See, there is. There I, is. I just think it didn't make sense. I agree. I didn't dislike what they were trying to do with it, obviously. But no. in the end, it, I felt a little numb. I feel like this isn't mm. the last that we'll see of The Last of Us. Either. No, there's definitely. Gonna I, be I look at more. I look at that and I go, this is a this is this feels like a middle part. This has middle part yeah. all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I reckon does. it'll be years before we hear anything else, but I reckon there'll be a part mm. three. I do as well. I completely and it'll, agree. And I don't it, think and it'll come leave full it circle with, um, and it'll come full circle. The entire point of the Last of Us Part Two is, um, in Part One, Joel was not a good guy, but he was the guy no. that we experienced. In Part Two, mm. Ellie's not a good person either. Like she's not, she's not good. She's not bad. She's neither Abby. She's just a survivor. Neither's Abby, and that's the point. Yeah. And at the end, that's the realization of that. Now, part three would be coming full circle with this sort of thing. We saw Abby with um with Levin sort of like a in sort of like a similar dynamic to how we had Joel and Ellie. It's a little yeah. there's a little bit of um a little bit of mirroring there, but it's not it's not one hundred percent quite. Um, but I feel like we'll have in part three that opera, that could that could be with Ellie and somebody else like that that mm. could be where it goes from there. But so- you never know. Uh, Luke and Perth, I guess a quick one for you. What you've you've watched? I mean, you didn't play, but you watched the. You did yeah, watch I watched it. it. Mm-hmm. You both yeah. watched it. Mm-hmm. You both what? Yeah, you both watched it as full as you could. Anyway, most of the scenes. Yep. I. Uh, oh yeah, seen yeah. like so all, what, all the set I mean, pieces what, of scenes. Yeah. yeah. What did you use to? What was your impressions then? Well, I haven't seen it. I, I perks might different to me, but because I watched the first one as well, because I didn't have a PlayStation Three at the time. Right. Um, I wasn't as connected to the characters. So right, okay. all I could really go off is watching it and someone else's game, you know, play through and people talking mm, yeah. about the characters and their opinions. But when I watched it, I did think, hmm, it's going to piss a lot of people off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I can 100% yeah. see that too. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's that been the it's response. It's a very divisive game. It is. But yeah. I, to be honest, it actually looked, a, looked an all right game. It looked pretty good to me as far as games go yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's a narrative game as well you have to take into account the narrative mm. pitfalls unfortunately yeah. and they're not in, they're not completely unjustified from people there are some things that genuinely don't make too much too much sense and there are some no, things that genuinely feel a bit out of out of mm. pace out of out, out of the character of what the game's trying to go for but in the end i guess it's um I guess it boils down to what your preferences are in a storytelling and what you expected from the last of us like i only played the last of us last year for the first time mm. So I wasn't waiting for seven years for this continuation with 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 bated breath and that. I was I was yeah. quite I was quite happy to just go with it. Like I wasn't too I wasn't too fussed. I didn't have any anticipations or expectations. And also I'm not a huge fan of zombie tropes in games at all anyway. So right. going in, I thought, oh, it's just a game that I'll play and I'll I'll en- I'll enjoy and I'll enjoy the story. But um but yeah, it did it did okay for what it was. I think you know, it was pretty damn fantastic in a lot of aspects. Mm. In uh, some other aspects, it has some definite uh, plot problems, and those problems bring down that plot quite significantly in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, but I see it both ways for that reason. Like, I don't think I have um, exclusively good opinions or exclusively bad opinions about this game. I feel like I'm the, I feel like I I live in the middle ground and looking at the internet. Um, this this game has something that which I refer to in my videos a Marmite effect where people love it or hate it. Um, 
and it's one of them. Like yeah, I think a lot of people's yeah. ideas on this, and and I, I fell into this category as well because I saw a lot of the early leaks and spoilers that that turned out to be very very true. Is that people that had been waited with bated breath for six or seven years for it? They already knew what was going to happen going in. They had this, yeah, this no. pre-made up idea in their head of the Last of Us Two is going to come out. We're going to get so much more Ellie and Joel, and then before you even play the game, you know Joel's dead. If if you didn't manage to avoid mm-hmm. any of the the, the pre-release uh, leaks, yeah, it's a bit of a disappointment. So kind of, I guess when you when you're going in after like seven years of, of an expectation that's been building, knowing that your favorite character is dying at some point in this game, and then it hits you so soon, it's like that. That for me is the biggest problem that the game had is that. Yeah. It's actually not something in the game. It's something that happened as a, you know, as a as a transition from one to the next. And it's like people already had the idea that they didn't like this game because they knew what happened before they played it. If that yeah. makes sense. Hard to tell. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then you've got the whole Ellie on a on a crusade, killing people all over the all over the uh, the state and all over over the country in order to get revenge. And then people haven't quite bought into the idea that she can just be peer pressured a little bit and then she decides to change no, her mind and not go through with it at the end. Mm. But I think mm. that's really important to to bear in mind what, what Fishy was saying before. It's like, it's not just going to end like that. There is going to be another mm. part, but it, it could be seven years away. And I don't think yeah, people no. are too, too content to wait seven years no. for something that should have, in their mind, happened. Right yeah, now. no, I get, I get that. I feel like... I feel like Naughty Dog's well aware that the ending to The Last of Us Part Two isn't intended to be satisfying. It's intended to, it's oh. intended to have a point, and it does feel like there's another point to be told. There's there's another story to be told yet. Mm-hmm. It does feel like there's something else that they want to tell us, and I guess we'll just have to wait and see on that front to see what that actually winds up being. I think uh, it's worth time remembering as well. Yeah, time will tell. <laughs> the classic of the podcast, but it's worth remembering <laughs> as well. Back in the day, when Empire Strikes Back came out, people hated oh. the ending. When they first yeah, reviewed no. it, and point. obviously as it's grown on, it's probably widely known as the best Star Wars film in most people's opinion. Yeah, most people's so favourite, isn't it? might be worth seeing how it plays out with the third one, third instalment, as I, I think there will be one. Uh, yeah, I think well, the, the final settles, people will see it differently. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. I will say that the final point I make on the game is it. Th- this game felt the most sort of next-gen game I've played for a long time, though. It felt like this felt like a game that could have been on next gen almost. Yeah. Uh, the vis- visually, it's stunning, stunning visually, stunning game. Yeah. It um, fantastic. Like I said, the advancements of the AI compared to the first one, uh, amazing. And I, ju- I just think it was a great experience. Like, I, like, I, like, uh, like we've all said. I think we've all got problems with some of the narrative choices, but I still really enjoyed my time. And I think, I think I'd probably give the game a nine out of ten overall. Uh, I still think it's a nine. Yeah, fair enough. Personally. But- I- I can't, I can't really assign a number rating to games anymore because mm. I feel like I've realised that anything below seven out of ten is just missable. So the number <laughs> rating becomes quickly becomes one out of three, two out of three, and three out of three. Yeah. And then I realise it's just a for me, it just feels redundant giving it a number. So I just say it's a, I just say it's a game that has its upheavals and it definitely has its downfalls. But yeah. um, a lot of that falls down to what you expected, your anticipations, it, um, how long you've been waiting, and. I guess expectation of cliche as well because I don't think The Last of Us Part Two um, really has much in way of cliches because the Part One doesn't either. No, it's it's not a story of good, bad, um, or whatever. Uh, but I guess it's how you take the it's how you interpret the the narrative as well. Mm. Yeah, there's well, a lot I guess of that's something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit like Star Wars tried <laughs> 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 unsparing successfully. Let's add with the uh, 
in my well, in my opinion, anyway, with the uh, last Jedi. you know how much I loathe loathe uh, last Jedi and and well, I'm both of them are terrible. I'm rising. Like, stop it terrible. right there before Sud gets yeah, on this yeah, round. Yeah, I'm going to run again about Star Wars. So <laughs> better end it there. Hey, I agree. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. maybe yeah, not, maybe a discussion a discussion for another day. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I quite happily have that discussion. Don't get me wrong. There are so many things I can pick apart yeah. about those films. <laughs> we'll uh, have to get you back on for the Star Wars. We'll have to get back on for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know where to find me. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, guys, that brings the end to the podcast. So, if you are listening to us on YouTube, please like, subscribe, and leave a comment below with your thoughts on the topics we covered today. If you're listening to us on any audio platforms, please leave us a nice review and pass on the pod. And of course, a big thank you to Fishy for joining us. We really appreciate it's no you. No worries. Yeah, yeah no, thanks for having me on. I'm always quite happy to to talk to people. Yeah. It makes me happy. Great pleasure, honestly. Yeah, it's, thanks. It's thanks. Nice. It really yeah. good. Normally, our special guests are our friends, so this is uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is something different. It's a nice, it's nice to have someone. Yeah, nice to have someone different come in. So yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm very, it. very happy to join you. Join you guys. You got a good podcast going on over here. You got a great dynamic, and uh, yeah. Um, how how many followers followers are you on these these days? Then just out of curiosity, just, just figure it out. Three hundred and twenty-seven subscribers. Yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty damn three, good. No, three three seventy, isn't it? Well, you're, you're oh, doing pretty. You're, you're not doing pretty <laughs> damn YouTube, good. Yeah. But then, yeah, with yeah, any YouTube. luck, you'll with any luck, you'll keep growing and growing, and it'll be fantastic. You know, I was I I'm always so. happy to find the <laughs> find the new um a new gaming discussion um podcast to listen to. I quite like listening to podcasts, so I'm sure I'll tune in in the future and do bits there. And of course, when this episode goes up, I'll make sure to do some promotional stuff if you if you if you permit. Um, but of course, uh. But of course, yeah, thank you for having me. Um, and no worries. if you ever need me, you know where to find me for that Star Wars discussion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we, quite happy sure. have it. we are, we are, yeah. we have been planning on having it, so we're happy to have you. Yeah, um, yeah. at some point in the future. Days. Yeah, but Love yeah, it, again, man. thanks very much, and we appreciate the kind words as well. And uh, yeah, if anyone wants to follow Fishy, YouTube link will be in the description below. I mean, you know, any of our 300 people who haven't checked you out yet, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go and check him out. Fun. Plenty of time. There's always more people. Yeah, yeah no, I appreciate yep. it. And uh, I, socials, do you want to give them out, Fishy? Uh, my Twitter is at EJ Woodgates, which is my basically my initials. I'm not very, I'm not that professional, obviously. <laughs> and my um, and my Instagram is Fishy with two E's on the end, so F I Z H Y E E. And those are my socials, I guess. Perfect. And I'll uh, I'll also put links in the description below. Uh, where can people find you, uh, Sud? Uh, so yeah, so for me, it's just on Twitter at David Ten Spud Perky, and I'm at JG Perks. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Leld L E L Three Ds at a nine the end for Instagram. You can also follow the podcast on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Chet Reach Pod. And as I've mentioned before, all links will be in the description below. But again, thanks for joining us, ever guys, and also thanks to Fishy. And uh, we'll be back next week to discuss some more gaming news. Bye, guys. Yeah. All right. Take care, See you guys. Bye, Bye guys. Thank you.